Hello, I'm Steve, the retired criminal investigator with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations, the Federal Law Enforcement Agency of the United States Air Force. I'm Hannah, the amateur true crime enthusiast. I've been fascinated with my dad's job, and I love starting conversations with him to learn more. Join us each week as we share these conversations with you and discuss a real criminal case that piques our interest. Hello. Welcome back, archivists. Welcome back. I'm trying to speak in a spooky tone. Is this good for you? Is this mysterious? <laughs> Only because we have something really cool today, something different and intriguing and cool. See, you can do the voice. That's just your no. deep voice. Yeah. No, this is the crown jewels, so to speak. <laughs> to be the ex- what crown jewels? To, to be exactly. Dad? The Irish crown jewels. <laughs> Yes, today we are talking, taking a look back at the archives from 1907. Seven. <laughs> 1907. But really, we're also going to talk about the 1800s too. I'm going to give a little quick, quick, quick. Oh, the 1700s also. Quick, quick, quick history lesson. Okay. But this is yeah mysterious. <laughs> okay. For the record, he was making fun of me before we started about my intro and wanted me to do it like all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope that was good enough. Okay. Oh, geez, you're crazy. So, much like the last case that we talked about that took place in Ireland, I am going to have a little bit of backstory, quick history for you on a couple things before we dive right into the crime, mm-hmm. if that's okay. Which is not murder and not genealogy. Sorry, we'll get back to that eventually. However,. One of the people we're going to talk about has the title of a genealogist. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And a historian. But I think okay, it's yeah. in that sense just meaning that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he looked into family Like family histories yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. A genealogist. Yeah. We are talking about the theft of the Irish crown jewels in 1907. Cool. Now, to understand what that is, I'm going to quickly explain to you what the Order of St. Patrick is. So it was a group created by King George III of Great Britain in 1783. The group was essentially just used to reward the high-ranking officials in Ireland and other Irish people by giving them titles like Knight Companions. Knights Companions. So I've always just heard them being called Knights. Mm -hmm. But in this one article I read, it said Knights Companions. Mm -hmm. In 1831, King William IV, the... IV is four, right? Yes. Yes. Gave what is known as the Irish crown jewels to the order. And their motto was quis separibit, which means who can separate us. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, Ireland was a part of the UK from 1801 to 1922, which just means that it was governed by parliament in London through the double Dublin Castle administration in Ireland. So parliament was really like the UK parliament was really just in charge mm-hmm. of them. Which I briefly touched on in our episode about the Irish pub bombings. Ireland, yes. Birmingham pub Birmingham bombings. Birmingham bombings. Sorry. Right. And we were talking about Northern Ireland yes. then, which is Belfast. Northern Ireland, which has been under British rule. Yep. And I am going to mention the IRA very quickly at the end of this. So you should go listen to that episode because I go more in depth into the what the IRA mm-hmm. is and stuff. All right. The Irish crown jewels... So they're a star and a diamond badge and a five gold jewel 
encrusted like collars so like necklaces essentially Mm -hmm. and they're not actually linked to the monarchy of ireland but to the order of saint patrick which i just explained which is again it's also described as an elite aristocratic order yes and there were the collars that i mentioned were the knight's collars so there was also five knight's collars Mm. stolen the same at the same time these jewels were created in 1830 from other jewelers from other jewels said to belong to Queen Charlotte. Some of the stones being from badges that belonged to her husband, King George III. They were only worn by the Lord Lieutenant as Grand Master, who would have been the head of the order, only to be worn on formal occasions, like when the English royal family would visit Ireland or when they were presenting a knighthood or whatever. Dublin Castle, July 6, 1907, is where our story is taking place, and specifically the crime. Now, that morning, a cleaning lady found the door to the safe room wide open, which is what they, it was also called the strong room. The security door was bolted, but the keys were left just hanging in the lock slash door. So, you know how, like, have you seen, I've done it here a few times, I, like, go to open the door and you just and I rush in yeah yeah and i just mm-hmm. leave the keys there so that's kind of how it was found. so the keys to that lock were left in the yeah just left hanging there okay yeah that's interesting mm-hmm. that means they must have got them from somewhere or someone gave them well i'll get there okay the irish crown jewels were gone now i want to point out because i usually say this in the beginning this is still an unsolved case these jewels have never been found so we're not gonna have any real resolution for you i'm sorry now all of the jewels add up the crown jewels end up being worth about 20 million dollars in today's money it's not likely that they're still together Mm, in like the crown jewels but if they are still together intact they're worth about 20 million dollars so ironically the decision to move where they were located took place in 1903, just four years previously, from a bank vault to the castle, which I feel like they might have been a little safer in the bank vault, to be honest, after what we're going to talk about. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. At the same time in 1903, a new safe was being made to house the jewels and protect them more than just a person. So they were going to be moved to the castle in a safe. Now... They were stolen right before King Edward VIII was supposed to come visit Ireland um, because he was going to swear in a knight and he was going to you you can't do that apparently at the time yeah, without the jewels. The person? Okay. Oh, without yeah. the jewels. Okay. Yeah, it was like imperative. So he actually ended up canceling that uh knighthood, that ceremony. Some, someone's got screwed. Yeah, cuz it says they the ceremony was traditionally required, but since they weren't there and he didn't have them, it was canceled, and he was super embarrassed. So the relationship between Eng- England and Ireland at the time became a little bit more rocky too. Yeah. Because. So those people still became knights then, right? They just didn't have the fancy ceremony. That is unclear. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'd be pretty upset if I were yeah, them though. If I was in the knight people. Because well, because that would mean nobody else could be a knight ever ever again. Right. So I doubt it. It's doubtful, but. So they were housed in the strong room I mentioned in the Bedford Tower in the upper upper castle Mm -hmm. yard. Mm -hmm. 
This is also where the Office of the Arms was located, which was responsible for genealogy and heraldry and safekeeping and care of the state regalia, which is just like jewels. Yeah, this is like the history office. Yeah. Yes. And Sir Arthur Vicars was in charge. So he is the person that I mentioned being the genealogist, the the, the historian. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And he is in charge of jewels, which, again, I kind of feel like someone who is like a history person maybe shouldn't be in charge of something like that. Why? He doesn't. Why? It's like an artifact, I guess. They're looking at it. I know? mean, I guess. But. OK, I guess maybe I mean, he's a witness or a, yeah, he's a witness for sure. It's going to be a lot more than that or or potential suspect, too. I think he did it. Yeah. But OK, I'm just going to say that now. The jewels were also kept with the Sword of State and the Vicar's manuscript collection, so kind of like his personal stuff. Yeah, wow. And then another article I read said that his mom's jewels were kept in there, so he had some of his mom's stuff in there too. So now this is what you mentioned with the keys. There were seven keys made to the building, okay? Mm-hmm. Two keys were made for the safe. He, Vicar's, had both keys for the safe. Mm-hmm. One he kept on him at all times on like a key ring and the other one was kept in a locked drawer at his house. Yeah, this guy's um, (laughs) and now at the top of the list for me. Oh, I haven't even gotten to the worst part of him. Yeah. So it should be noted that he was not originally alarmed when the cleaning lady found the safe wide open with the keys still in it. It wasn't even he hadn't even realized anything. He hadn't like gone to check on it. It wasn't until later in the day he sent one of his assistants as like a messenger. Uh, One of a a knight had died. So he sent the knight's collars like the jewels collars that he wore with the messenger, his assistant Mm -hmm. to go put it back in the safe. And when it's when the assistant arrives, he is finds the safe open, unlocked, and he realizes that everything is missing. And he, that's when he alerts Sir Arthur Vicars and they call the police. Hmm. So and it was like I think it's like a maid found the um the cleaning oh, lady the, in the morning. Oh found the keys. Oh, oh. she found that it was open and that mm. the keys were still in it. And then what is this his assistant did what? And when was that? He hours later that was in the morning okay he was not alarmed he didn't go check on them he just said okay thanks for telling me what about his business and then at like 2 15 in the afternoon he sends his messenger to the safe to put this set of jewels in the safe and that's when he comes back and is like hey there's nothing yeah, in the vault there's it looks nothing in the like safe. looks like it was setting up an alibi here potentially well yeah. thank you maid for reporting that yeah, but he didn't report it. He wasn't concerned. He didn't say anything. He called the right, police when the messenger comes back. Well, I just what I'm saying is some, yeah. maybe he set that up for the maid to see, and then he has a witness. Oh, this guy, he didn't come look. Oh, my fault. I didn't go look right away. I probably should have. You know? Yeah, he probably should have done a lot of things differently. No, Again, that's what I'm, I'm saying. He's setting, up, he's setting up yeah. um, an alibi. Okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not the greatest. Okay. So Scotland Yard offers up a reward for information about the missing jewels. They offer up a thousand euros at the time, which in today's money would be one hundred twenty-eight thousand one hundred seventy-eight and point fourteen euros, which in U.S. dollars today would be one hundred forty-two thousand six hundred thirty-two and fifteen cents. So that's how much money. But at the time, it was yeah. just a thousand euros. Uh, okay. <laughs> Inflation is crazy, huh? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Honestly, I was kind of expecting it to be way more than that. So they offer up the reward, and obviously they come in. The police come in to do their investigation. And immediately when the police get there, they notice 
that there was no forced entry into anything. Okay, no forced entry. That's like the main thing. No duplicate key was used. Obviously, they know this because the Vicar's keys was were mm-hmm. left there, and it was his key. One of the keys that was either in his, on his possession or at his home. So it was the key ring one because it was on the key ring. And which one was that? The one at his home that or? he keeps on his possession. Oh, no, that was the one he that's keeps. Crazy. Yeah, they never mentioned the one that he yeah. keeps in at home because here's a little like quick spoiler: he's not really ever investigated other than. Oh wow! Yeah, he's. They focused so they focused on how he took care of the jewels yeah. rather than if he could have possibly stolen them. Okay. So their investigation is going to lead them down. They're going to do an inquiry a year later to determine if he did a good job taking care of them, <laughs> which I'm like, obviously not. Also, another thing that they used in their investigation was psychics. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, which, again, always surprises me. I guess in some cases it could really work out. So the psychics led police to dig in cemeteries all over the place to look for the jewels. I mean, they went everywhere and dug up a bunch of different places around the cemeteries. And obviously that didn't lead anywhere. So that was kind of a dead end. But that was a kind of cool lead that they used. Mm -hmm. In 1908, like a year later, they do a inquiry into how Sir Arthur Vicars took care of his job. All right, who did they talk to anybody? Did they talk to the maid? I, yeah, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna okay. talk about the witnesses. Yeah, yeah. So in this um, inquiry, which the way that they described it, you know, the language is a little bit difficult. Yeah. The way that they described it, it kind of sounded just like it wasn't a trial, more of like a deposition. Impossible. But like Vicars had the option to not be participate because they weren't under oath. So he said, "I'm not going to partake in this if they're not going if the witnesses aren't going to be under oath because there was 22 plus witnesses." Oh. So he declined to be a part of it because they weren't under oath. Mm-hmm. However, the inquiry they still used his like statements to police and other witnesses. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right, and yeah. the only purpose of this inquiry was to see if he took well enough care. Okay, so these these are some of the witness testimony from that. So in other words, the, what what was the process of um. Of securing these things. Right. And that, that kind of thing. Right. So everything I'm going to read you now is all of the witness testimony and okay. witnesses and what they've claimed. But obviously, these were all things that were also told initially to police on their initial investigation. Okay. This is interesting. Yes. So Chief Inspector Kane says that he believes the jewels had been stolen as an inside job and had actually been stolen before July 5th. Um, I'm quoting this article because I didn't quite understand what he says. So he says... And I quote, Kane explained the doors found open in the Ulster's office as a deliberate device to precipitate an investigation. Now I'm saying that out loud. It sounds just like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like he was trying to yeah. set up an alibi. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I understood that saying it out loud. Yeah. Right. See, he maybe left the keys in there intentionally for the maid because he might have known the maid would find them mm-hmm. and the maid would come and tell him, hey, your keys are left in the door. And then he says, "Okay, yeah, yeah I'll, go, I'll go check on it later." And so what he does is he 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 places the the maid as a witness, but he also places him as being irresponsible at that time. And not, oh, I should have checked on him, and it gives him time to steal the jewels himself. You know what I think, though, as if I were that maid, mm-hmm. I would just think that he was just being an idiot, and he opened the safe and then left his keys in there. You know, like I wouldn't immediately yeah. think someone stole his keys. 
and went and got in them and then left the keys there. Yeah. I would think that he was just not being a very smart person mm-hmm. and just left his keys in there. <laughs> so that's weird that he chose that to be that. Yeah, I'm just that's what I'm thinking. It's my theory. Yeah, I mean, it you makes know, sense. We need makes more sense. details, right? Well, Chief Inspector Kane thought the same thing at the time. Oh, so okay. it seems like maybe investigating has not changed very much, yeah, like your yeah, ideas, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he also says that Sir Arthur Vicares and his friends pestered him with suggestions and accusations against Francis Shackleton. And I will explain who all of these people are in a minute mm-hmm. Francis Shackleton and the friends. Chief Inspector Kane. The testimony, by the way, Mm -hmm. is as of right now missing. Mm. So what he's saying, he's he's basically saying that he thinks Vicares is the one that did it. In nineteen oh eight, this is nineteen oh eight. It's missing after nineteen oh eight. Yes. Okay. All right. It became missing. So Shackleton does will remain a suspect, and I'll talk about the suspects again in a minute. But Chief Inspector Kane does not believe he did it. So that's interesting that his testimony is now missing. That's funny. Sounds like a setup somewhere in there. So, yeah. So some more witness uh, testimony, more witness accounts. The jewels were last seen on June 11th when the Vicars was showing them off to a J.C. Hodgins, who was the librarian of to the Duke of Northumberland at Inwick Castle. So he was actually known to kind of just show these jewels off to anyone and visitors and stuff. So he would just like go in and pull them out and be like, look at how cool this is to just like everyone. Yeah. On multiple occasions, this is another eyewitness account. On multiple occasions, the door of the building and to the strong room were found to just be left open. And Vikers never did anything about it. He never took any action. He never reported it. He never reprimanded what, anyone. What room was this? The doors were open? To both the building of the castle and to the strong room, which is where the jewels and the you know the sword of state and everything was held. Yeah, so this is why they're looking into him to see, um, and he, they're finding out that well, he. They're not really looking into him. They're just looking into how he took care of them. Yeah, which I feel like is a waste of time. No, because they're going to find out that he was sloppy, and sometimes in a theft case, if there's too much sloppiness or too many people have access or something like that, it gets in the way of the investigation and makes it impossible. Oh, so you got to like kind of weed through all that first. Yeah. It, and it then, definitely, okay, that makes sense. Definitely muddies the water a lot. So, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Another eyewitness ter- testimony. Now, this is coming from Miss Farrell, who is the cleaner of the building. Unclear if she was the one that found them that morning. It just said a cleaning lady instead of her name. Mm-hmm. This wit- this like testimony I have said Miss Farrell found someone in the strong room. She just like found a random person in in the room, which is where they're they're held. Mm-hmm. The ribbon and clasp to the badge were left in the safe. Okay. So this led police to believe that the thieves intended to return the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that, but okay. You'll get it in a minute when I talk about some of the suspects. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's just to get your mind thinking. They also, what I also don't think, but don't understand, is they also said that it made them think that they weren't in a hurry, that they had time. No, that's that's more like, yeah. That's, How, though? That's they a- left something behind. Or did they have to take it apart? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because it was the ribbon and clasp. So they had to like take the ribbon off in the clasp. Yeah, maybe that's why. So another witness testimony is that Sir Arthur Vicares got drunk at a party one time and a Lord Haddo took one of the keys to the safe. 
stole the jewels, and then returned them to Vicars in the mail as a prank. Another article I read recounted this story saying that our Vicars actually woke up and the jewels were all over him and that Lord Haddo had placed the jewels just on him. Either way, it was a prank. Because remember, he liked to show people show it off, so people knew about it. Yeah, and Lord Haddo was like, "Look how easy it is for me yeah, to yeah, take yeah, the keys and hand. steal them from you." I, I was earlier. I was thinking, oh, this guy's probably a drunk, and he probably lost the keys or something. Yeah, they they partied quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, he was known to show off these jewels, so we have more than one person coming forward and saying, "Oh yeah, like he would just show them mm-hmm. off to everyone." Another maid. Oh, that's I was just repeating that. Oh, no, 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 this is another time. Another maid found the keys to the safe left on the key ring that I mentioned just laying around while she was cleaning. Uh, yeah, this is not she returned good. them. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good, right? What it does is it, it opens up the aperture for the subject list, right? Well, it could be anybody because he leaves these things lying around all the time. Or he's drunk and throwing these keys. He's bringing all kinds of people in to see, to just show off the, the jewels. So you think maybe long term he could have been acting yeah. like this yeah, with the, the end goal? I mean, that'd goal. be pretty smart, right? Yeah. 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 But I like. What but I it don't certainly gets in the way of the investigation. Right. What I don't understand though is you can't keep the jewels together because mm-hmm. how are you going to make money off of them? Because everyone knows, everyone's looking for them. They know what they right. look like. So you obviously have to take them apart. Mm-hmm. But then they lose their value. So what is the point? Uh, in like no, what kind of jewels are they? Diamonds? Are they rubies? Yes, emeralds? What are uh, they? All of them. Yeah, those yeah. will be those will be worth. So even individually. Yes. They'd be worth more together, though. As the Irish crown jewels, they're worth yeah. more together. Yeah. But you're not going to go sell the Irish crown jewels right, on that's the black my point. market. Yeah. But you can sell the jewels, which are worth still millions, probably. That's crazy. Yeah. So another witness says that he actually, the Vicars, Sir Arthur Vicars, actually lost, left his keys at home, forgot his keys, and had to be let into the building by the police. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So, do you see? So, the police have to let him into the building. He knows this. So, that's a documented situation, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it It's something that can prove that he was haphazard. And, and anybody, all it does is show that he was haphazard and lackadaisical and irresponsible. But what it does, it again, it opens up the aperture for the subject pool. Right. So after this um, inquiry that I mentioned that talked about all of these mm-hmm. witnesses, they do come to the conclusion that he did not, and I'm quoting from this, uh, this article that I will link for you guys, Sir Arthur Vicars did not exercise due diligence or proper care as the custodian of the regalia. Yep. So. He could just be sloppy and irresponsible. And somebody got the keys. Yep. So now I'm going to talk about the suspects because we've we've talked about all the evidence. There really is no evidence Mm -hmm. other than there is no forced entry. So they believe that it was an inside job (laughs) and that they think that they had time. They think that they meant to return them. Mm hmm. So I mentioned Francis Shackleton. He was the brother of the Antarctic explorer Ernest Shackleton, also one of Vicar's assistants. So the Vicar had three different assistants. Okay. So there's three more solid suspects. Yeah. Right. So when I said that the Vicar's and his friends were pestering mm-hmm. the chief inspector, it's going to be the two two other assistants. What were they pestering him about? 
being like, hey, Francis Shackleton absolutely had to be the one who did it. Ah. Here's, they were giving him suggestions like, I think it happened this way. I think he did this. Oh, this he absolutely had to do it. They yeah. were like p- pointing all the blame on him. That could be to draw attention. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. So we got four good suspects right now. Okay. <laughs> So, and Arthur, Sir Arthur Vicars, like I said, comes out multiple times and says that he believes it was Francis Shackleton. Pierce Mahoney and Francis Bennett Goldney are the other two, are his friends, mm-hmm. the other two assistants. Um, they get briefly looked at. And like I said, the chief is like, the chief inspector thinks yeah. that they had a part of it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not really suspects, so to say. They, they just get mm-hmm. quickly looked at and nothing goes. But it's mostly Francis Shackleton who was looked at. Okay. So he was struggling with money, Francis Shackleton. He was struggling with money. Motive. He had the opportunity to make a copy of the key yep. to the safe. Yeah. Ruled out, although honestly, anyone had a copy. I had I a chance you said to make that, a copy. That, that it wasn't copies of the keys. Right. So I don't know why they threw that in there. Okay. They threw it in there. Right, just so as they, like they have it in there, just yeah. to be like he had a, a chance to make a copy to maybe like switch it. Yeah. With he had motives. He had opportunity. He had the means to do it because he worked there. You yep. know. So. He is ruled out because he was out of the country when the jewels were stolen. Oh, <laughs> that's a bummer. However, two days before the jewels were stolen, he made a few comments to a bunch of different people that he wouldn't be surprised if they ended up getting stolen. Yeah, that's the nice alibi, too. These guys are all smarter. Than I bet it was all four of them. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And then they just blame each other to the cops. It must have been this person. No, it must have been him. No evidence. And totally screw up. The, yeah. And the main person. Well, here's the thing, too. The well, three I like of that them, theory better. The three of them are placing all the blame on Francis. Yeah. So he's the one that's got to be out of the country. Yeah. Because the police are only going to focus on him. Yeah. I, I think I like this theory better. But it's all four of them. It's conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he's also Francis is also the one struggling with money. Uh, like, let's put all the blame on him and then he'll just be out of the country. Yeah. Easy peasy. Uh, many years later, James Weldon, who was another jeweler, described Francis as being the thief and gave pretty in-depth details on where to find the jewels. Um, Who's this person? Where did he come from? He's just another jeweler. He's a oh. witness who comes forward and says, Francis told me he did it. He told me where he hid them. Oh, no. Uh, however, the jewels are not found in that okay. area. <laughs> they they do go look and they're not found. So that was just another. What year are we at now, right now? A few years after. So around so like 1910 19, or something? Yeah, 1910. Okay. Yeah, they weren't very specific on that. All right. And then Captain Richard Howard Gorges, who was an associate to Francis Shackleton, was thought to have carried out the theft under Francis's order. Okay. So here's another theory. Here's another suspect-ish. This was also ruled out, though, because of Francis's sexuality. So now this is going to get a little like interesting and confusing. The king and viceroy would have been caught in a scandal because of rumors about types of parties that may have been being held at the castle. They didn't really go into Captain Richard Howard George Gorges because of the suspected tie so to they Francis. Think, they think Francis blackmailed him, maybe? It was... It was going to come out. It didn't sound like that. It sounded like it was going to come out that Francis was gay mm-hmm. and that the king was allowing, the king and viceroy were allowing these like different types of parties yeah. to go on and that Richard Howard Gorgeous was involved with these parties. And who is he? He's the... Um it's just Captain Richard Howard Gorgeous. Is he like he a was, cop? He was an associate to Francis. Okay. 
So, and the theory is that Francis forced him to... Um, right. The theory is that Francis... Probably blackmailed him. Was Had told him to carry out the, the, the theft. Yeah, otherwise I'm going to tell everybody about you. But Francis is the one that was gay. It's not confirmed that Richard. But you said he was is. at those parties. The guy, Francis. Uh, it was all within the castle. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Fr- well, Francis um, is the one that is gay. Guess what? But Here's the another king, good working theory. The king didn't want to be caught in a scandal, so the right. king squashed that theory that Francis and Richard. I think he was afraid that Richard would have come out and been like, "He's gay," and mm. like, "There's all these parties." If he was like a true suspect, mm-hmm. I think that is what they, they were meaning. So it's a weird theory, but mm. it's one of the theories. So Captain Richard Howard Gorgeous is listed as a suspect at one point in time until the king is like, no, we're mm. not doing this. So that could be a viable theory, but the king put an end to that. Yeah, okay. That, that But it's a good work. It's another working theory. So we have a couple. Wow, what a bummer. Yes. For the cops. Um, And Lord Haddo, who is that one that I mentioned about the prank... He was also looked at as a suspect for obvious reasons <laughs> because yeah. he actually stole them <laughs> even though he returned them. Oh, that was a true story? Yes, yeah. There was just con- there was just different articles oh, saying thought... how it ended, it, whether he mailed it to them or he oh, left it on Oh, I him didn't sleeping. know. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry, Hannah. I thought I didn't know that was a true story. Do you need me to re No, 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 no. No, no. I remember what you said. I yeah. just didn't know. I missed that that was true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The the end the outcome he either mailed it to the vicars or he left it on the vicars body while he was sleeping is up for dispute. I oh, read two different. I, though, yeah, okay, those are the so ones I, I thought, read two different ones. When you were presenting that, I thought you meant for the actual jewels, and then there was some crazy stories. That, so this was another time previously he actually did this. No, Lord Lord Haddo actually stole oh, the jewels. Oh, well, that's he, another suspect. Yeah, so vicars got drunk at a party, and Lord Haddo took the key ring. And stole the jewels, and he either left them on Vicar's sleeping body. So when Vicar's woke up, right. they were there. We got about six good suspects them. right now. Yeah. Yep. And I have one more theory. Okay. It's a pretty good theory. It's a pretty famous theory. I'm s- theory. I'm sorry, not good. It's a pretty famous theory. I had never heard of this case, but I've heard of this theory. Okay. So you probably have heard of this. One of the theory, one of the famous, most famous theories is that the monarchy stole the jewels <laughs> and they are actually part of a badge that Queen Elizabeth II, the current queen, wears that has Indian diamonds. So there were also Indian diamonds on How it, How mysterious too. is this? This is why I wanted <laughs> you to do this intriguing, mysterious voice at the beginning. Oh <laughs> yeah, okay. You you had to have heard of that. Everyone has no, heard of that. No, I you haven't? Yeah, maybe before. That's like lore. Yeah, right? yeah, I hear. I, but I've heard it multiple times. Obviously, Buckingham Palace has come out and said that this is fault. They denied yeah. the allegations. <laughs> yeah. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So the, the English the queen, monarchy. The queen still wears something that the, everybody thinks. Is yeah, just one of the jewels, one of the badges ah, that she wears. Ah, okay. They there's speculation that it is is made out of these jewels. Hmm. So the who theory stole is it though? I have no idea. Maybe so it was an inside job for the king and queen. Yeah, but then, this whole thing might might be then, an inside job anyway. Right, but what doesn't make sense to me is that the king was embarrassed, and mm-hmm. why? So why steal them right before a ceremony where you need yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. If no, the English, that's, that's if a good the, point. the monarchy that's, is going to steal them, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Also, I don't really think that. I feel like Queen Elizabeth would know. 
and I don't think she would wear them. I think she would have like returned them. She seems like that type yeah, of person. Yeah, you know or, I mean? or they just been locked up and nobody wears them, and you don't talk about it. You know. I feel like she would have her as a person. I feel like mm. she would have been like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Here, you know. Well, they're not too thrilled to have Ireland as neighbors, anyways. They never have been. So no, but I feel like she would have just. Yeah. Okay. That's your utopian I world, monarch like world you live in. I like I'm very big into history and yeah. I like um internet what European history yeah yeah specifically the monarchs yeah yeah right <laughs> I know me? the eighth is my favorite yeah. <laughs> just fun fact for everyone yeah so this was this was a fun one for me yeah <laughs> that's funny okay so those are all of the suspects slash theory yeah that's interesting wow and the um, cops can't figure it out yeah and Vicars is never seriously looked at as a suspect he denies any involvement and there is no evidence ever placing him with it. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah. And they what they probably weren't doing was a proper subject interview. Right. Because now they get all these subjects. Well, it sounds and, like they interviewed a they, lot of people. Yeah. But they could they could call them all in at one time and have six different interrogations going on and, and kind of playing them against each other. You know, that kind of thing. Because if one of them did it or if it was some sort of conspiratorial thing, like uh, the four of them, they should be able to, good investigators, good interviewers should be able to get to the bottom of that. You think? Yeah, um, I so know. So you don't think they were interviewing them separately? I don't think they did a proper subject interview, interrogation. Well, this is 1907. Yeah. So that's interesting. While an investigator's thought process might still be the same, the yeah. way they do things has well, changed they, or significantly. They just, yeah, they, it was probably more of a gentleman's game. You know, so did you take the jewels? No. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it sounded like they were very much y- listening. You know, it sounds like this chief inspector Kane was the only one really with his, he- yeah, his, I his mean, head screwed on properly. Right. You need to be detailed mm-hmm. in your questioning. You know, okay, so when did you last have your keys? Okay, who do you th- who came in the room? How do you think they got there? You know, you have to really be detailed and put the pressure on a little bit. Right. Interesting. Well, Somewhat of an outcome, the Sir Arthur Vicars obviously loses his job, as well as the entire staff of the Chief Herald's office, which was just the entire building, basically. Mm-hmm. They all lost their jobs. So all of those cleaning ladies, all of those maids, the assistants, all of those guys, everyone lost their jobs. And that was really all that happened. It's They've never been able to find the jewels. Sir Arthur Vicars was assassinated in 1921 by the R- IRA. <laughs> so I said I was going to mention the IRA. They called him a royal informer. Was he an Irish guy or a British guy? Unclear. Hold on. Yeah, because he has a he has a, a a knight. You know, he's a sir, or whatever. Right, but remember they were doing that for the Irish. Yeah, they were doing that for the Irish. This is the touchy feely time for England and Ireland. Okay. What would it be? Ethnicity? Not ethnicity. Nationality? Yeah. So, okay, he was assassinated when? He was born in England. And they, oh, so, so, so yeah, he was, he was a stool, a stool pigeon is what they thought. But this is, his biography is listed under the dictionary. This is the Irish biography. Okay. So he must have just spent a lot of time in Ireland. Yeah, all right. So the IRA said, we're done with you. Yep, they called him a royal informer, which yeah. I guess maybe then, maybe the monarchy yeah. did, the co- they could have had him steal it. Mm. Maybe. All right, so he was killed. Yes, he was assassinated in 1921. Francis Shackleton was involved in a bank fraud in 1913. <laughs> oh, interesting. 
And after spending some time in jail for just a few years, he was released and just disappeared. He changed his name and then I just think, like fell off the face of the I think the, the police think he did it, probably. Yes. I think he, if not all four of them, he definitely mm-hmm. seems like he might have. I can't have. believe no one talked. Like, I can't believe when he went to jail, he wouldn't have talked. Right? You know? Yeah. Hey, I know who took the crown jewels. You going to get me out of jail? Well, apparently he did talk to, what's his face? Hold on, let me scroll back up. Apparently he did talk to, where is it? Where's the dude? Uh, James Weldon, the jeweler. Remember? He came forward and said that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So apparently he did talk. This is interesting. This is... um, But again, there's no real evidence. But then the statement of the one cop or the inspector who thought it it was... um, But that is missing. It's missing. So technically, if you were to try and go after him now... And and he, he changed his name and he disappeared. He had to have known that. Obviously, he's no longer alive, but... You know, he there's got to be known. there's got to be some books written about this. You know, uh, I believe I did read. Yes, there are a bunch of books. All the articles I was reading, they were all his- historical websites. I'll link them all for. I'll have you link them all for everyone. Uh, but it, one of them did quote that there were a bunch of books, and I think a movie. Actually, it's a podcast. Really, the theft of the Irish crown jewels. Interesting. Did you see that, Hannah? I did not see that. I normally look up other podcasts, but I this time I did not for some reason. So uh, that's pretty. There's a lot of really cool pictures that I'm going to be posting for this one, though. The other two assistants that were also accusing Francis Shackleton, Mahoney and Bennett Goldney, they died in Mahoney died in 1914 and Bennett Goldney died in 1918. So those two are dead. Richard Howard Gorges was later found guilty of shooting a police officer and sentenced to 12 years in prison. So remember, he was the one that was thought to have done it under the order of Francis. But that was kind of they they didn't look further into that because of the king. So, like, let's really look at this right here. Two of them are dead. The other two were involved in crimes and got sentenced for those crimes. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And one of those ones that was sentenced for a crime, he disappeared. And then the other dude was assassinated. Well, something was set up so, here. This this yeah. thing, it's more conspiratorial now, I think, than, than it was earlier. Yeah. I mean, how many years has this been? Over 100. Yeah, there's a ton of books, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. I The thing I read cited that there was a bunch of, what is this, 2022? Mm-hmm. 115 years. <laughs> this happened 115 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. Cool. Vicars was assassinated in tw- 1921. That's what, 101 years ago? Yeah. So. Yeah. No, um, yeah. 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 That's right. 100 years ago, right? 101. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. What a, this is, what yeah. a, what an interesting, intriguing story. Yeah, and how crazy! I'm like, gonna have to go read a book or two now on it. So there wasn't fingerprints in 19. No, I think they. I think there was. I think you know, these people invented the police. Did they over in England? Yeah. In England. Yeah, that's where Boston first got. Boston had the first police department. That's where they first learned uh, about police policing. While we were still under. The yeah, 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 yeah. So what? Yeah. So, yeah. So they, I, I don't know. They, they could, but there's nothing to fingerprint really. Yeah, they probably weren't doing that regularly. 
Because I was going to say, couldn't they, they could have fingerprinted the safe, right? Yes, I suppose. 1907, the U.S. Navy begins using fingerprints. Yeah. 1908, so the U.S. Marine Corps began using fingerprints. So I think right, I think they were doing them probably. 1910, the U.K. used fingerprints, though. Let me see. Yeah. I think they were probably could, could get them. <gasps> 200 B.C. in China, handprints were used as evidence during burglary investigations during the Qin Dynasty. Yeah, I told you. So what? They, yeah, I told you. So they, they probably had them. But there was there pro- there was none though they didn't have any and remember okay so here this is a good question a good point right <laughs> remember all the people that were suspects had access and touched them before oh you're right <laughs> I didn't think about so, that so yeah so th- that's what's the pain in the butt about that you know okay so suspect if we f- were to find your fingerprints on the safe what would you think about that well copper. I would think that that would be normal because I have access to them. You know, you see how I'm being cheeky about it, but, you know. No, that makes sense. I didn't yeah, think about yeah. that. I didn't think to about that. To include the guy that stole them one night, right? So see how this is all now maybe a setup, you know? that's hey, a known story. Hey, hey let's, let's, get, let's get our fingerprints all over these things. Oh, so you think he could have even, even uh, been involved? It, it, I think it was probably a whole conspiratorial thing because the guy's, the, the cop's statement, disappeared i think there's something going on for sure right is, yeah. that's crazy whenever anything disappears yeah. that makes me think. i think there's more than one person although that if there's usually if there's more than one person somebody flinches somebody talks somebody that's why i said oh they didn't interrogate these guys properly well again don't Unless forget the cops were involved because they're helping facilitate them getting them back to england well that's the thing yeah the chief inspector kane he's the only one that testified like that and he's his evidence is gone so that I mean that makes sense too. But again, so what why would England do that though? Literally days before they're they they need them and they don't want to be embarrassed and they don't want relationships between Ireland and them to be uneasy cuz Ireland is a part of the UK, right? Mm-hmm. So why would they want relationships to be uneasy? Yeah, I I don't know. I guess it's probably more history than that. I'm going to have to look at some of these books and maybe and, and put them on the reading list. That was interesting. Yeah. It's wild, though. What's yeah. what? What do you think about the monarchy, though? About the 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 lore, the theory. No, she I'm, wears them. No, that's a that's a leap. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just don't know. That would be wild. Yeah, it's a leap. It'd be wild. <laughs> I feel like you know what? I bet Diana knew. <laughs> and I bet I bet oh, she knew. Now you're getting and that's crazy. why they didn't like her. <laughs> now you're getting crazy. I yeah. bet she figured it out. Now you're getting crazy. All right. <laughs> and she would have returned them. All right. Now you're getting crazy. <laughs> Just a All right. This was a pretty yeah. cool one. This was cool. It was this was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Something a little different. Yeah. A little his- this is definitely in the archives all the way back. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna have uh, it's to a find cold, some more. It's a cold case too. So. It is. It's unsolved. Yeah. It's So okay. So I got it from this book that you got me for Christmas a couple years ago called Unsolved Crimes. Yep. It's a really cool. But where'd you get it from? You got it Barnes from and Noble. Barnes and Noble. They still have them too. Remember we just went mm-hmm. and they had like different types of them. Yeah. It's really cool. It's an actually really cool um, book, and it it was this was one of the stories along with the Birmingham pub bombings. Yes. Two of the stories in this book that uh, we got inspiration. We went and looked at them, looked them up. Yep. Yes. So cool. 
pretty interesting. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed this mystery. <laughs> a little bit different. I can't do the voice. I don't know no, what you you're want fine. from me. <laughs> you're fine. Keep going. Keep going. You're fine. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if you're enjoying follow, listening and following us, you can follow us on Instagram at True Crime Archives Podcast. We're also on Twitter at TC Archives Pod. And we'd really love to hear your feedback and get a five-star review from you. If you want to go do that on Apple Podcasts, that just helps us get pushed out to more people a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Is that it? Yep. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Bye. Bye.